0: At Calvary, there my Savior died. He took my place and by His grace came with me to abide. All I need for living is mine by just believing. Life begins at Calvary, life that never
1: ends. The kingdom of heaven is like to a man is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour, and he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, Go also into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give it to you. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and he did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out, and he found some fellows standing idle. And he saith to them, What are you standing here for? Why are you idle? Why aren't you working? And they said to him, Because no man hath hired us. He said to them, Go you also into the vineyard, and whatever is right, that you will receive. So when evening was come, the lord of the vineyard said to his steward, You call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. So that it were high about the eleventh hour, they received every man his penny. And then, when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And When they had received it, they murmured against the good men of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal to us, which have borne the burden in the heat of the day. But he answered, and said to them, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Did you not agree with me to work for a penny a day? Now take that which belongs to you and go your way. And I will give unto this last even as unto you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is your eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first and the first last. Welcome to the
2: Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, And our conviction is that the word of God has never changed and never will. The truth in God's word was, is, and always will be true. God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Dr. Mitchell will be teaching concerning the question of rewards. We begin in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. Peter asks Jesus what the disciples would gain by following Jesus. What would they get? Jesus then speaks to them about their future millennial responsibilities and privileges with the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. This would be their reward, then, for following him now. Jesus then relates a comparison between the kingdom of heaven and the steward of a house who hired men to work in the vineyard. The owner of the vineyard then generously paid everyone the same wage, whether they worked all day or just one hour. Here is God rewarding through agreement and God rewarding by His grace. God is gracious. Dr. Mitchell states, God rewards faithfulness to Him, not greatness before the world. Well, here's Dr. Mitchell on the Unchanging Word Bible broadcast.
1: Thank you. Good day, friends. Again, it is our great joy and delight to come to you. And we are discussing these days the book of Matthew. And as we follow through in this amazing study, and we take up somewhat of the detail of it and and trying to get the thought of our Savior as we meditate upon these chapters, not trying to push through any personal doctrine, but rather to see what is in the mind of the Lord with the whole book before us and our minds uh, thinking through the Word of God, I would like to see everyone who listens in, who loves the Savior, uh, fall in love with him more and more. So making him the object of your affection and devotion that your life will be a transformed life before men and before the world. And that for those of you who have never accepted the Savior, you may take him as your own personal Savior. We've been dealing here in our last two lessons with respect to this matter of eternal life of those who came to Jesus Christ who were wealthy, who were good, who were mortal, and yet they left Jesus sorrowful because they had great possessions or because they were antagonists against other people, like you have the lawyer in Luke chapter 10. And again I say it's high time we sat down and were realistic about this matter of what will I do with Jesus who was called the Christ. Because my relationship to him determines my eternal destiny. We had this in chapter 6, in, pardon me, chapter 16, when Peter says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What think you of Christ? I see your answer will determine your eternal destiny. You mean to tell me, sir, that, that what I think of Jesus Christ is going to affect my eternal welfare? Exactly so. That's right. Unless you have come into relationship with the Son of God by simple faith, you have no life in you. For he himself declared unto us, By the Spirit of God, he that hath the Son of God hath life. He that hath not the Son of God shall not see life. He that believeth is not condemned. He that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of God. Of the only begotten son of god now it's rather remarkable when we come to this this 19th chapter of the gospel through matthew having dealt with this question of eternal life the very next picture before us is the question of rewards from chapter 19 27 right down through verse 16 of chapter 20. this question of rewards i want you to mark this uh, and how easy it is for the the sequence of events for example when our lord spoke about this young man who wanted eternal life he said how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven and they they were greatly amazed why they said if the rich can't be saved who can be saved And as i said then i said again to the jewish mind for a jew to be to be wealthy to have the riches of this world was a sign of Divine blessing. Well, if these folks who are rich can't be saved, who can be saved? And the Lord Jesus said, with men, with men, this is impossible. I want you to get in your heart. Jesus said the impossibility of any man or any woman saving themselves. Impossible for a man or a woman to save themselves. I don't care what you do. Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8 says, The carnal mind, the mind of the flesh, is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. See, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Now following this, and I can just see how these dear disciples were reacting to what Christ has said when he said, With men this is impossible, with God all things are possible. Then answered Peter and said to him, Behold, we have forsaken all. We've left everything. We've left our boats, we've left our occupation, we've left our families, and we've followed you. What are we going to (laughs) have? Isn't this this so, so much like the human heart? What are we going to get out of this we've left everything for you lord what are we going to get out of it and jesus was very understanding he said verily i say unto you that you which have followed me in the regeneration when the son of man shall sit upon the throne of his glory you also shall sit upon twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of israel for every one that hath forsaken homes, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit each everlasting life. Many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. The ones, the ones who thought they were going to get in are going to be last. Who, who is he referring? To whom does he refer? of course i think he has here these religious leaders of the day because he speaks of it again you remember in verse 16 the next chapter so the last shall be first and the first shall be last those who felt they were so good they're going to get in they're going to be the last to get in and the ones who were away off are going to get in first now just a word here he's not talking now about about how to be saved he's talking about rewards we read here they said to the lord and i'm sure peter was the spokesman for the rest when he said we've left everything to follow you what now what do we get out of this and jesus said when we have come when the son of man comes into his kingdom when he sits upon his throne you shall sit upon twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of israel He's not talking about the church in this connection. He's talking about a matter of Israel. Listen. They still don't realize he's going to a cross. He's referring now to his return back to the earth when he shall reign over the nations of the earth, as we have it here in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory. You fellows will sit upon 12 thrones judging 12 tribes of Israel, for nobody that has given anything up to me will lose. Can I put it the other way? God will never be in your debt. You know, I've I've heard Christians, in fact, they've told me what they've done for the Lord and how much they've given to the Lord. And I generally say, my, is God in your debt? Is God in your debt? god will never be in anybody's debt God will be a debtor to no man listen friend i don't know what you've done for the lord as a christian the lord's not going to be in your debt he's going to give you a hundredfold now just a minute i know i've had tracts come across my desk which says if the people of god will give their tenth god will will multiply what they've given. He doesn't promise he's going to multiply. If you give $10, he's going to give you 100 back. And don't get that idea. That's a false philosophy. That's false doctrine. But he does say, I'll reward you a hundredfold. God will never be in your debt. He'll give you things that are far more important, far more glorious, Far more lasting. Everything you have down here is a passing, transient thing. I think this is in the Apostle John's mind, for example, in First John chapter two, about verse 17, when he said, "The world and the lost passeth away. The world and the lost passeth away, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever." In other words, what John is saying, don't fret away, don't waste your time on passing things. When you can be occupied with eternal verities think what you have here you can never give to god and god doesn't reward you god doesn't give you back more than you ever gave to him god will never be in your debt. remember that and i think it's the thought behind our savior when he answered peter what are we going to get out of this well you won't lose peter you won't lose when i come In the in the time of the restitution of all things and the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, you millers will sit upon twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, in in chapter twenty, he goes along, and follows along the same thing. We see that God's sovereign right to reward or to pay as he desires, and he will do it righteously. Now, listen to the story. The kingdom of heaven is like to a man, he's a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, that's the wages for a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour, and he saw others standing out in the marketplace, and he said to them, Go also into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give it to you. And they went their way. And again he went out about the 6th and the ninth hour. That would be at noon and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And he did likewise. And about the 11th hour, about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, he went out, and he found some fellows standing idle. And he saith to them, What are you standing here for? Why are you idle? Why aren't you working? And they said to him, Because no man had hired us. He said to them go you also into the vineyard and whatever is right that one will, you will receive so when evening was come the lord of the vineyard said to his steward uh, to his paymaster you call the laborers and give them their hire beginning from the last unto the first so that it were hide about the eleventh hour they received every man his penny and then when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. Then, of course, they began a murmur. And it's very natural, human nature. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good men of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal to us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered and said to them, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Did you not agree with me to work for a penny a day? Now take that which belongs to you and go your way. And I will give unto this last even as unto you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is your eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first and the first last, many called, few chosen. i i recognize when you read this story in matthew chapter 20 it seems to be unfair doesn't it here's a man who works from six o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night now he made a bargain with the husbandman to work the whole day for a penny that was the laborers wage for the day in those days a penny a day Well, we came along that was six o'clock in the morning nine o'clock in the morning he found some fellows and he said go to work in my vineyard made no deal with them i'll pay you what's coming to you and then in the afternoon he at, at 12 and at three he found some other fellows and he sent them to work in his in his vineyard and i'll pay you whatever's coming to you and then about five o'clock in the afternoon he found some fellows standing up in the street and said, why aren't you working when nobody hires us we've been here all day hoping to get a job We've got our families to take care of, and we can't find work. Why, well, said, go and work in my vineyard. I'll pay what I think coming to you. So they went on and worked for a whole hour. One, some had worked all day long. Some had worked three quarters of the day, and some had worked half a day, and some had worked a quarter of a day, and some only worked one hour. And the husband and the man paid everyone the same thing. He paid them all and the first fellows got mad they said why we should get more than this Why you're paying these fellows over here as much as you're paying us and they've done very very little and the answer was can't I do what I want to do with my own if I want to give them a penny a day what's that to you you made a bargain with me they didn't make a bargain with me they just obeyed me I said go in there and work in the field you know it's an amazing thing The Lord has a sovereign right to reward as he desires and he'll always do it righteously and he'll always do it graciously. You know, it's an amazing thing about us Christians. We get worried about what are we going to get out of this? What are we going to get out of being a Christian? I've heard men, I've heard preachers talk about they were going to get rewards. They were going to get rewards. Now it's true in the Bible it speaks that and in fact I can think there may be more but I can think of five different crowns that God's going to offer his servants. He's going to crown some with a crown of joy and rejoicing. He's going to crown some with a crown of life. Others with a crown of righteousness. Others with a crown of glory. Others with the incorruptible crown. So on. And if I seek to get a crown I'll miss it because I'll be occupied with myself it's an amazing thing God is going to reward his people for letting him work through us Now look at this story here's some fellows willing to work and at five o'clock in the afternoon he said go and work in my vineyard now they could have said well it's kind of too late now it's nearly six o'clock I think we better we'll come tomorrow no they obeyed him Listen, God only rewards faithfulness, not greatness, not the amount of work you do. He rewards faithfulness. The man who's working away off in some little corner of the, of the, of the world, unknown, unspoken of, nobody knows he's there. He's doing a job for God. He's doing it unto God, and God will reward him possibly more than some of these great preachers who have thousands to hear them every week. It's not the amount of work you do, friend. It's faithfulness to him. Here's a woman who has been asked to take a Sunday school class. She's only got two in her class, but she's faithful to the two. I'll guarantee if she's faithful to the two, God will increase her class. Here is one who has has others, has maybe ten in the class, and she may not be as faithful to the ten as this other one is to the two. God rewards faithfulness. Not the size of your job, not the greatness of your job, but faithfulness to him. And the, this husbandman paid the ones who came the last hour. They were obedient to him. They went out. They could have worked. They would like to have worked all day, but didn't have the opportunity. And sometimes, you know, I think of some people who have come uh, to the Lord late in life and they're starting to do a job for God. And they're just thrilled. After they've retired from work, they found out a place in God's vineyard, a little nook they can place. My, their job is so, their joy is so full that they're doing something for the glory of God. That's all God asks of you, my friend. He rewards faithfulness whether great or whether small Doesn't no matter where it is or what it is if you're faithful to him and may I remind you of a principle in the Bible if you're faithful in the little you will be faithful in the much and the reason why many of us don't have much is because we're not faithful in the little may God grant to you and to me today to be faithful to the task He's given to us, small or great. And if it's small, he'll increase and enlarge your capacity to do a bigger job for him. But he rewards faithfulness. Be faithful to him today, and the Lord bless you.
0: At the time. appear, the prophets have spoken, remember, all signs show that Jesus the time of his coming had signs that would show